Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. Some quick housekeeping for you. If this is your first time watching or listening to the show, thank you so much for giving me your time. I promise you I won't waste it. I hope that it's an enjoyable experience and you'll come back for more. Please just take a quick second. Follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. I post every clip of every episode on my Instagram channel. Um, you'll be updated you know, to the day when new things drop. Uh, all my personal stuff is on there, so go check me out on Instagram at Felix.Levine. DM me. Tell me what you like, what you want to see in the future. I try to get back and look at every single DM I get, so I really, really appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Follow me on TikTok. I know I finally caved at Felix Levine. I'm trying to post a lot of small clips on my TikTok channel so that, you know, more of that short form content. So if you want to just look at a couple minutes here and there, you have the ability to do so. Same thing on my YouTube channel. You'll find every full video version of my shows on YouTube as well as shorter clips from those shows. So search me on YouTube, Felix Levine. I have a channel there um, and I'm really trying to invest in, in that this year. So Go check it out, subscribe, comment, like, all of that good stuff on my YouTube channel. Now let's get into it. And my guest today, he is a Kosovo-Albanian rapper, singer, songwriter, and philanthropist. He's involved in many different businesses and truly one of the most humble, kind, insightful, talented people you ever come across. Please welcome, for his first United States podcast, Capital T. And we're live. Yeah. Capo. Feels good. Thank you so much for, uh, man, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, uh, Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to to meet you. And in a weird way, it feels like like I've heard a lot about you just from, because we have a lot of mutual friends, the crazy, we both know like two of the craziest Albanians. Yeah. Um, And John A. Light and uh, Dennis Bazukia. Shout out to my, my guys. My brothers. Um, yeah. And so, and so they always... Well, especially Dennis, because um, I think you you spent a lot a fair bit of time with Dennis. Yes, it's um, true. We're close with him. And and John, um, only good things to say about you. So I was excited when I saw that you were in New York. I was like, oh wait, I gotta I gotta hit him up and see see if he's got a little bit of time. So I appreciate, I appreciate you, you having me and appreciate them, you know, for like sharing good words for me. You know, it's just great. They are great guys, great men, great friends of mine. So happy for it. Isn't it a weird world though? Still though, like. Like, John and I are very close. We did a show together for a long time. I was actually right. supposed to go to his house for Christmas, but I something came up. Um, but, like, to to be friends with somebody like that, is he's not like your average friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's got a, He's got a little bit of a background. Yeah. Like, for you, did you, like, I don't know, when you're a young kid, you ever imagine, like, oh, maybe I'd be close friends with a, with a mobster one day? The thing is, um, I didn't grow up... A- you know in new york or anything like that so in here it's like pretty different because you know there's certain people you know that get involved in that stuff and you know at this level but back home you know it's pretty much a big war you know so it's plenty of like you know gangsters and stuff i i went through the war in kosovo as well so you know after that, it was a mess till it came and it's becoming better, you know, day by day. But it's it's nothing huge to me, you know. I'm I'm around of you know 
they all love me as an artist first and then when we meet and share you know experiences and they know me more as a person you know we get more close and stuff like that so uh i've been around these guys for a long long time maybe not same specific as john but you know these kind of people because there's a lot in my neighborhood where i grew up as a kid and around me so yeah i, I never thought of like something like john but still you know i have a lot of other friends that are similar to him not in 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 the thing in in what he did in the background but like in principles and in you know ambitions and as how how they build you know how we build as as albanians i think he's also well he's like specifically a very interesting case because i've only known him you know as the not criminal Mm -hmm. um and obviously had a very big criminal background yeah um and I think, like, I'm curious for you, when you, like, first met him or the time that you spent, I don't know how much time you spent with him, like, when you're talking about, like, he's a good man, when yeah. I try to tell people this, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, he killed people, <laughs> you know? Um, like, for you, how do you separate somebody who's who's has that background but you still would consider a good man? Well, the thing is, like... Um Life is different for everyone, you know, so people go through different things in their journey. I think, you know, we all start as as humans, which mean is good in a sense, you know, and then life puts you through things that makes you make, you know, decisions. I, I, I explained this and it connects with my music as well, because I had an album which is called um, Heartbroken Kids. So what the album is about is that uh, there's a mask with a heart, with a broken heart in the middle of it, and the meaning of that is that um, we all start as good, we all are, you know, equal, but certain points we take some decisions, you know, and then life puts us in another lane, in another direction, and it all it has to do with the heartbreaks that we we get as kids, you know, mm. like you lose a friend, you lose somebody close to you, and that makes you like, you know go different or like you you suffer economically there's plenty of reasons that can make you do certain things or you grew up in 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 a environment like that that you cannot run out of it you know and that's the way so for me i don't judge people of anything rather than feeling the energy and knowing the real them you know so for me for me john is a good man you know he might done some things in the past but only him knows and you know god is there to judge us Mm -hmm. we i don't i don't like to judge anyone do you do you have um you know talking about heartbroken kids do you have was there like a specific moment or moments during your childhood let's say where you had those kinds of heartbreak where it was you know especially growing up during the war um, whether it was losing friends or family or whatever it might have been that made you, you know, specifically want to title your album that? Yeah, of course. It's been stories and been, you know, things happening in my life. And, you know, I was built according to that, you know, the traumas that I had or the good memories that I had and everything, you know, that's me. And the mask symbolizes the bad part of me, you know, because, you know, I have my good side and I have my bad side. It depends, you know the situation so that was the meaning of the album and of course you know i had a lot of things going on constantly not just as a kid you know but 
it's, it's just life, you know. I try to stay positive in every outcome of each situation and take the goods. So, yeah, there's been some things. And, you know, I try to explain more in the music, in, in, in those songs. So that's just a part of what I felt and put it in that album. Right. And, and I think, so I had, uh, are you familiar with Arbana Zara? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had Arbana on my show too. Oh, that's great. She's, I saw actually. I didn't see the podcast, but I saw it there when I searched yeah, for the podcast. On, and you're, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's awesome. Like she, uh, yeah. For people who are listening, she's a a very um, talented, successful um, journalist um, from Kosovo, um, who has an unbelievable story. I don't know how much you know about her story. Um, in general, like I highly recommend people um, take a look at her. Um, and and she had kind of detailed to me when I had her on, you know, the difficulties of the war um, going yeah. up. And she also, I think, covered it at times um, for you. Well, a how how old were you when kind of like the principal those mo- those war moments were? I was seven, eight, you know, when, when it happened. Probably Arbona knows more because she's uh, right. bigger than me. So she. Yeah, her story is like. Crazy, much different from what I felt, but I was, I was into it. And, you know, like I've, I've been through a lot of stuff during the war as well with my family, you know, my parents. So it, it was tough times. It was actually it's like crazy when you think of like, I was seven or eight running through, uh, masses of police and army, you know, tons of things happening, bombs all over. You don't know where your family is. You, you know, like, your cousins, your friends, whatever you just imagine you're a kid, you're a child going through that is like for someone it could be a huge trauma, but actually we we grew up in that. It's not that it just happened like that. It's not that life for us was like um crazy peaceful and all good, all flowers and at certain moments yeah. just something hits you, you know? We were going through stuff on and off. I was I was so little to know much, but at, for that certain point, I saw some things that I wish I haven't seen, you know. But it is what it is. I think those moments grew me and, you know, made me who I am. So I'm, I'm thankful to be part of that. I think I think it's crucial. It's crucial to make you think differently and build you strongly because I see kids today, they're not mature enough, you know. They need certain stuff to take responsibility and all that. So I think still a good thing to happen to you and make you think differently you know like makes you see life differently be more grateful and you know be more thankful for all the blessings what do you what do you think it is about going through a war like specifically that makes you grow up quicker is it you know seeing people like dead bodies is it seeing the trauma it has on your family or is it more like internal for you realizing like that this is this is bigger than me like what is it about because a lot of people right like especially in this country like for example me i grew up here yeah like i haven't experienced war thankfully like but at the same time i think it's also beautiful what you're saying it's like in, in a weird way you're grateful that you experienced it because it made yeah. you the man that you are today right exactly. so what is it about um you know about enduring a war and being through that that you think directly like can can mold somebody into you know a stronger human being. I think it's all combined, you know. It's not one specific thing, but it's more how you react to it, you know, 
and what you think, how your brain works at that moment. You know, you see a lot of things. It's not just about killing. That's that's more. I, I don't appreciate. I don't like value that. I don't like any kid or anyone to see that. But I'm talking like like in general. You know, it just makes you value freedom. Makes you mm -hmm. value good things makes you value everything what's happening after that with the country because when you have everything you don't know how to value it right. like i think uh people don't value much the things they have unless they go through something and they don't have it because they take freedom for granted they take a simple walk in a park for granted right and there's nothing out there to take for granted you know right. for me according when, to me when did you when did you kind of understand even this idea of like freedom or that that you were grateful that like understanding kind of some of these principles and values that you're talking about right because as a seven or eight year old you might not understand right like but maybe it's when you're older you realize like how how much it, it is important i actually did because um people all around was talking about that you know uh. like maybe one day we're gonna be free, like, you know, for my mom when she was talking to me, you know, like we can go out there and I can buy some clothes, some, you know, toys for you and stuff like that, you know, like, and you think of that even as a kid, you know, like you think, how is it gonna be, you know, like it, it must feel nice. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's at that perspective. I understand you don't understand it fully, but you can feel it and then you know, the war ended, we got free, and then things started to change. Then you manifest everything you've been talking about, right. and you see the difference. And all of these, like, you know, get together and, you know, they play a role in your life and in your character, personality. Right. And I'm curious, just to, to bring you back kind of just to the beginning as a kid, because I think just the idea of a kid growing up in wars is fascinating from a lot of angles. Like, what was the first moment you realized what war was? Uh, even before it started, you know, it was being like uh, a lot of people protesting, a lot of stuff happening. It was like police curfew. You mm -hmm. cannot go out at certain times. There were no, not too many places that you can like go and hang out. You know, it was, it was more close within the house with the family and stuff like that with a lot of cousins, you know, around. That was the most of fun, you know, we had as a kid, as kids, you know. So, um, that was a period that you realize a lot of stuff, and then after that, two three years after, you know, uh, it became more brutal. You know, like the forces started getting, you know, certain uh, groups that wanted to protect our land, you know, got involved, and then they start. Uh, the real fight you know mm -hmm. the war and it comes closer closer to the cities and stuff like that you know and you see everything on tv all the time people telling you my father was in war too so you know it is what it is you start realizing day by day and you know all the stuff was going on and you know you think of it like what's going to happen if they come here or yeah they catch us and you think of like a lot of things because honestly you have plenty of time to think of right Right. What you gonna do? You're yeah. close somewhere, you're hiding, trying to be safe. But no no one is sure, like no one is secure right. that nothing is gonna happen. 
time to time uh, they came to control, you know, and see who's inside, you know. Blah, 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 is there any man or is just a woman with kids, oh, blah, right. blah, stuff like this. Because the men had to fight. Not just had to fight, but like, yeah, if they cast someone, they might take it in with them, you know. You you would never know what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. So some of them went to fight. If they catch you, like if even they'll torture the woman and ask, where's your man? You know, like, is he in the in the war? Is he fighting for those groups? Stuff like this, you know. So we went through these things a little bit, and you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Did you? So then, when after the war, and and at what point did you kind of start to become, you know, young teenager, adult? When did the music kind of start? So the music um, started really early on me, you know. Uh, it was the influence of of my uncle, who's uh, one of the first rappers to do it in in, in Albania, mm-hmm. one of the pioneers to bring this culture back home. And it was like an influence from my mother because my uncle was the youngest from their family, so she was always bumping his songs of her like little yeah. bro making music yeah. and stuff like that. So. She was bumping his music and it got into me. I started liking it, you know, with learning the lyrics, singing those songs, you know, that it came on to me. And actually I started like 12, 13 with another group, which was um, my age. They were famous in high school. So we started hanging out together, recording stuff, you know, chilling in the city, stuff like this. And then um, professionally, it was 2005. Wow. Actually, when I went into the studio and recorded my first song in a professional studio right. environment. So 2007 was my first big hit, first video that, that we released. And it's featuring my uncle as well and another artist. And um, the rest is history after 2007. You know, everybody listened to that song. They didn't know me too much you know, as a face, but right. they knew the song. Knew. And then for me, it was amazing. My career was great because everything came step by step. Nothing came overnight, you know. Right. So I had the chance to, like, um, keep the good values that I have as 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 a man, you know. Like, it didn't hit me mm-hmm. because it changes you yeah. when it's overnight. I understand, you know, when someone... Uh, complaints about certain artists, the way they behave and stuff like that. When it gets to you, like within a night, you change as a person. Right. For me, it was like I released a song. Some people knew me, some didn't. But like mm, maybe I was I was walking through the streets and right. somebody said, "Oh, hey, I know you. <laughs> that was a good song. I like it." And you're like, "Oh, thank you." You know, and step right. by step, you build your confidence. Instead of having like mobs of people, and then exactly. you think you're the shit. And exactly. Yeah. So this made me, uh, made it more natural and made me, you know, like keep some of the values. I, I I didn't change, you know. I'm still the same guy I was since like primary school, high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I still keep, have the same friends around me, same people, family, everybody. But how do you still like, and obviously like 2007 is not the same where you are at today, right? Yeah. But like how, how have you kept those same values and those same, um, and the same humility Right. Even as you like 
sure, yeah, it's happened step by step. So I guess you've been able to kind of process it as yeah. it goes. That's but it. still, it's it, it, like... I don't know. I know a lot of people, right, that would be in your position and they, even if it doesn't happen overnight, they still let it get to their head. How do you, how do you not do that? I think it's a bit on the family as well, mm -hmm. how they educate you, how, how they, you know, treat you. Also the people you have around, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed to have amazing friends around me and family, you know. Uh, they are people who don't approve everything what I say or what I think, you know, they give their opinion and that's good. You know, you need people that can tell you no, that can tell you, you know, that, that they don't like something that you're doing or a song or, mm -hmm. you know. So it's dangerous when you have people that yeah. they tell you yes all the time. I know. You know, that's what gets people fucked up actually. But most of it, I think... I gotta be grateful to God for, for like, you know, I think it's his work for not letting me fly mm -hmm. right after any success that I had in my career. And, you know, I'm, I'm so, so happy and, and so grateful for this. Is, is your family mostly the people that, that'll say no to you or that'll say like, eh, not that or do, or maybe this or, or who are the um, people that you lean on for that? I think friends and, and family, definitely, you know? Mm -hmm. People I have very close to me, I consider them family as well. We've been uh, friends for like decades, so so they be honest with me. But I'm I'm also an easy guy, you know. Like I like to hear opinions from everybody, you know, yeah. and I consider them, and you know, so this really helped me to be to be what I am and keep these. Right. Also, wait. I I was thinking about it too. You were born on um. I was looking at it earlier on a on a leap year. Yeah, that's that's pretty rare. Twenty ninth of February. Yeah, that. <laughs> not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, it's true. There's very certain amount of people on the planet, you know, having a birthday on a maybe leap year. maybe that's part. You're I'm special. You're special. <laughs> <laughs> you're. Uh, yeah, no. Because I was looking at that. I'm like, wait, that's that's pretty. It's pretty unique. Maybe you were the golden child. Did you know? Did you know earlier, early on in your life that you were gonna have success? Did you? Could you feel it, or was it? Honestly, no. It's not that. It's just I felt good doing what I was doing, you know. And then people were enjoying it, time after time. You know, the audience started to grow on me, and you know, that played a big role as well. So. It's not that I always knew or felt it, but I just, you know, I learned through the way, through the steps, what makes you successful and what doesn't, you know, like, and for me, it's like, I learned that hard work, hard work and dedication and believing that you're going to achieve what you want in life. I think that's the key. If you never give up, that's the key. You're consistent in what you want. That's the key to success. That that worked for me. And, you know, still, still right now at this point, I'm always eager, hungry. I'm always on the studio working, you know, always thinking of what's next. I want that adrenaline when, mm -hmm. when I drop a song, when I perform that in a show, you know, and... I think this is the, like the main reason that keeps me still doing music, you know. I said the first day I'm not going to feel the same hunger 
or the same work ethic or the same love for it, I'm probably gonna gonna be out of it. There's no other reason that keeps me mm. being active on music rather than, you know, that thing fulfilling me and me like being this ambitious still and this hungry still. Same as I started, it never went down, you know? Even when I was successful, when I had like my top songs and I reached my biggest numbers, biggest shows and everything, it never died on me. So let's see where's this gonna go you know i don't intend to stay in music forever to be honest you know oh, really yeah what would you want pivot, to pivot to well there's plenty of other things that i have passion about and if we talk about the business side you know i'm 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 good i have some stuff that i invested in and you know some ongoing projects that are going really good but if we talk about something similar, I think it might be sports, it might be MMA. Mm. Not that I want to uh, purchase, uh, like, not that I want to achieve something career-wise as a fighter, but it's something that drives me. You know, I have that fire for it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a crazy fan of the sport. I like to train. I like to like support people and 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 be in that circle. I open also my own gym. Oh really? In in, in Pristina yeah, for MMA. For MMA, yeah. it, you know what I realized too? I think you were in uh, at the Abu Dhabi card. Yeah, I was there too. Uh, but I think I was. But really? I was. Yeah, but I think there was one day you it was were with. Dope, right? Yeah, it was insane. You were with. You were in Dubai with the whole Al and um, yeah, and uh, Dennis and all them, right? Yeah, because the I think you. I might have missed you because I think I was gonna go to Dubai that day. Something where I was texting Dennis. It was in Abu Dhabi actually. But it then, oh, you where you were with all them. In Abu Dhabi, yeah. Okay, and then you went to the fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After the fights, I met I met the whole crew. Um, I met Aljo before uh, with he's Dennis. He's a beast, man. Yeah, he's a beast and a really cool guy. Yeah. So I went I went to their gym to train with Dennis, and I met Aljo there. And Marab I met that day at uh, in Abu Dhabi yeah. actually, because of the Dennis, you know, and right. he's close to them. So, right. but amazing guys, you know. They left me speechless. Very good guys, very humble, and very good fighters. You know, like it's Aljo is next level. Marab as well is like a beast. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis just needs a little bit more luck, and I see him like. We Dana, up. Dana, Sean Shelby, all those. They'll yeah. get. They'll get him in. He has good. I think so. I think so. I mean, he deserves it. Oh, 100 percent. He deserves it. He's a great guy. He's a great prospect, and and I love his fight style. You know, it's amazing. And I think. I was with him for his uh, his last contender series fight. Um, yeah. I was with them when they were cutting weight and everything, and uh, and yeah, he's uh, he's so dedicated. And I think, and I know he's gonna get a call soon from the UFC, um, but they should get behind him too because it's like you got a whole because the Albanians, there's nothing more loyal than yeah. Albanian support. It's like true. it's crazy. Like I have now, I've honestly have a fair amount of Albanian friends, yeah. and you guys travel like. Like something I never seen. Like when Dennis is fighting in Atlantic City, in New Jersey, yeah, the whole place is fucking packed with Albanians waving the flag it's and everything. True, it's true. Like and you know, it's and I don't true. know, like why do you think it's 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 as tightly knit? Is it because it's a smaller country? Is it because of the culture? It's because like we kind of were built like this. All the people around us are like they don't speak the same language. They don't have the same traditions. It's that even the language, if you look at it, is not Latin in the tree oh it's it has its own you know tree it's very unique as a language interesting it doesn't come from any other language you know it's just albanian yeah so we were pretty different 
as a population and we tried to cap that you know keep each other tight and you know keep the tradition going and don't don't lose it you know so i think this was part of the reason yeah do you do you feel like that constant pride of being albanian is that something that like because i think that holds true and that rings true for so many um of the albanians that i that i've met yeah. it's like this pride like like it's they have tattooed pride. across their chest yeah. it's like do you feel that same that same way i do i do feel it i think that's my biggest flex yeah you know <laughs> It's it's great because yeah, it comes because we're a small country as well, and so everybody tried to get rid of us right. in a sense like <laughs> yeah. since forever. I don't know what's the reason for it. We must be something like even like too dangerous or yeah. nothing at all, or there's not in between with us, you know. So, yeah, there's no in between with you guys. But I'm 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 so I'm so proud and and I'm so proud that. Everybody keeps this pride high and, you know, they try to stick together and support each other. This is the most amazing thing. Do you ever feel pressure that because you're, you know, one of the 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 more, if not the most successful artists from there, that there's pressure on you to to spread, to, to continue your own growth and also kind of spread, um, you know, the Albanian culture and the Albanian way of life? Oh, it's it's actually not a pressure. It's... Um, it's just something I like to do because I think there's so many good things from our people and culture to take. And also it's more personal, the character and the guy that I want I want the people to see me and, and like what habits I got and what, what things I like. You know, this is more of a personal what I like to leave as my legacy or give to the people. Right. What what do you think is the biggest maybe misconception or thing that you wish that people knew about you that they don't? Mm. Misconception. I don't know. Uh maybe kind of they not take me for granted, but in a sense, you know, they take my good side for granted, you know. I'm always good and, and chill with everybody, you know, but I have my bad side as well. And they think that don't exist until they see it. You uh. know? I think that's trying to kind of a misconception for me because I'm nice and all, but you know, it can get bad as well. If just if don't piss comes, you off. I, yeah. Kind of like that. Just don't, don't touch my limits is more right. the, the correct thing. You know, I, I have some limits that I keep myself within and I don't want nobody to like, you know, get in that red zone. It's not that it happens, you know, but, you know, people just see me as always being, like, calm and relaxed and happy, you know, smiling. But I have my bad side, too. Right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's important to remind people that you're a human being. Yeah. You, know, you can exactly. also feel sad and... 100%. And depressed and anxious and whatever, you know, the same way that any any regular person can. Yeah. But I think also, you know, in a lot of ways, and even when I was talking to Dennis right before he came in, he was like, he's like, man, like, he's one of the, like, the most humble and and like and he's like you don't talk about it but you give you give a lot back to your people um and and i think that that kind of you know even in just sitting with you for 30 minutes you can tell that when you talk to you that like you don't have to show or tell all the good things that you do for your people yeah. but the people around you trust me they notice it yeah you know it's nice because like and i think that you change people's lives more than you probably can even imagine yeah. you know it's a great thing to know. I try my best. I mean, um, I'm happy that I have the chance 
that I was chosen from God to be in this position I am and, you know, have the chance to do something for somebody else. And it's not just about my people and, and, and my country. Of course, they the priority, but it's for everybody else that I can, you know, do something good or help. In each way, you know, it can be something small, something big, but if there's something that I can do, trust me, I'll do it, you know. Do you, in terms of like your music and your brand, right? Like yeah. how do you kind of go about the expansion of, you know, capital T all over the world? Is that something that matters to you? Like, do you want to be known in a lot of places around the world? Do you not, you don't care about that? Actually, no. To be really? honest, I'm someone who don't like fame. I don't like fame at all. You know, I just like music and that's what make me famous, you know, right. kind of. But the fame is something I don't like, you know. Why not? I don't know. It bothers me when people treat me differently, you know. Yeah. I want to be sane with everyone. I want to be able to, like, walk down the street. Not that I'm not, you know, but still, you get a certain treatment and, you know, you don't change, but people around you change. Mm -hmm. They change the way they see you, the way they treat you because of the, like, the story they build in their heads. And I don't know. I don't know why is that. But for me, I'd like to be simple and, you know, I'd like people to treat me simple as everyone else because you know i don't consider myself more special than anyone you know it's just music that made me you know having this attention right. or fame so yeah was there ever a moment when you were kind of coming up that you felt yourself starting to to maybe get a big head or you you feel like you've been able to to have a good control on that the whole time i think i, I was able to like you know manage it in a proper way and I talk a lot to myself, you know, even when I'm alone sometimes, you know, I talk a lot to myself and I tell myself things that, you know, matter and things that keep me with my feet on the ground, you know. So I think it's really important too because everybody, they know their truth, you know, so you just got to remind yourself who you are. You got to know who you are. The rest doesn't matter, you know, like nobody knows who you are. You know who you are. So how can someone words you know make you think that you're something that you're not you know mm -hmm. it's it's just like this for me people can say anything they can say like you're the toughest motherfucker you're the strongest <laughs> you know but deep within me i know what i am so that's why i don't change it doesn't make any difference on me do you feel like you knew who you were from the beginning because i think what's hard for some people is they don't know they don't even know who they are from the beginning uh well for the most part yeah you know but from some other things, you know, I found out through the way. But for the most of it, I knew, you know, who I was and what I want to do and what's the mark that I want to leave in this world when I'm not anymore. And as of for the question to become international, um, it was never my thing, to be honest. You know, like, I'm, I'm very happy where I'm at with my career, with my life, you know, with my people. So I wouldn't want anything else, you know. I'm just grateful for all of it. And I'm just enjoying it, you know, through everything through meeting new people performing for them you know touring all over the world and um i think i love this freedom that i have mm -hmm. you know uh i don't have a label i don't have a manager i've never been signed to any major label or anything you know i did it all on my own mm -hmm. so this gives me the freedom that i want because like if you want to make it worldwide you got to be signed to a label and if you sign to a label then you know you don't have that freedom right one morning, I might be having tea with my mother, you know, 
and they call you next day you got to be in paris because there's a fashion show and you know we right. need to promote you and stuff like this you got to be able to do these things you know and in order to like achieve and then be like successful worldwide but um for me you know i achieved almost everything that i wanted in terms of like that part of success so uh I like this. I like being the boss of myself. You know, mm -hmm. I like to choose for myself what I want to yeah. do and when I want to go where and if I want to go to the certain like fashion show or stuff like that, you know, so it's not, there's nothing out there that, you know, intrigues me. I'm, I'm perfect right here. You know, what I would want to achieve is like maybe an international future that becomes a huge hit internationally, you know, so I can perform at some festivals or shows yeah. that I wasn't able for a different crowd, but right. that's about it, you know, that's about it. Nothing, nothing else. How do you, how do you personally measure your success? Is it, is it like the number of streams? Is it money? Is it like, how do you measure whether or not, you know, something you've done is successful or you as yourself is successful? Well, there's plenty of things uh, that I can consider a success, but it's never the numbers. It's never, you know, the numbers are there. Everything, you know, the money is there. The money doesn't actually make any difference on me. You know, of course I need money and I would want more and more. Right. But even if I didn't have any money on me, I would still be the same guy, you know, still be doing the same things. And if sometimes like somebody sees me hiding myself or, you know, just running. It's just, it's not because uh, I'm a big head or I want to, you know, act in a certain way. It's just, it's a moment that I don't feel vulnerable to talk to anyone, mm -hmm. you know, and I just want to, you know, I'm tired or something. I want to do something else. I have some other things to do, whatever. It's just that. Or maybe sometimes you see somebody open the door for me. It's part of the job when I'm in a show, because rather than that, I'll be walking alone, you know, through the city and people can approach me and talk to me easily. You know, it's it's not a big deal. I love, when I have time, I love sharing moments with people that like my music or like me as a personality. It's just something that fulfills me as well, you know, so. Do you do you feel like the person, you know, Capo the, the performer is any different from Capo the person? Like, do you turn on a different... Like, what do you feel like when you're when you're on stage? Is it like for some artists, it's like their outlet. That's how they feel good about themselves. Yeah. For others, it's like, man, it just it's just work. Like for you, what is it? Well, it's not so different. It's not so different, but for sure, I have like a wall in between those two, you know. And it's different when you know me as a person. I don't I don't like give that to anyone. And it's different when you know me as an artist and, and want to treat me that way. I have a good intuition and I can tell, you know, pretty much what people want from me straight away when I sit with them or I have a talk with them. Or, right. You know, I can feel the energy. And I think that, like, helps me divide people. Who's going to be, who's going to have, like, the best of me or mm -hmm. this the real me and who's going to have the artist side, you know. It's not so different, but still, you know, most of the, like, let's say good parts of me, I try to hide and keep from my people, you know, when I'm with them comfortable, you know, like my funny side or a lot of other things. Do you feel like, so what, you're you're 30 now? Yeah. 
um you're still very very young you know what i mean yeah in the, in the grand, in, <laughs> not going away. In the grand, in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. Like, do you do you look at, um, you know, do you when you're talking about those few things that you have left to do, it's kind of crazy to hear because that means like you know, technically you could be done by 35 if you're going if yeah. if you're done with you know if you're talking about like I did everything I wanted to do in music, is that a thought that you even have? That's yeah, that's kind of the plan. Really, I, you never know when you like when the moment comes. Because, you know, uh, things work differently rather than what you plan. You know, most of the time never happens what you plan. But my plan is like tonight not be active on the music forever, you know. And it's all because I want to put my time in maybe something that might be more important at that time than music or success. So actively I might retire 35 it's very possible for me but still i'm gonna do music for fun you know i might do a song here and there maybe a show if people want me but i wouldn't be active anymore like i wouldn't be competing let's say but you don't you don't think people would miss you and like i don't know 35 is young yeah it is it's a young retirement i don't know i don't know i gotta you know it has to come yeah you gotta feel it out 100 percent. i think people would miss me yeah a lot of people are connected to my music and and to me but you know everything has has its own time you know and i think this is a young man's game not that 35 is not young but um still you know it depends on on, yeah. on the guy as well in this in this sense it depends on me you know how i feel i don't know if i would feel with 35 to say certain things that i said with 20 you know or right. do certain movements that i did when i was 20 you know what i mean so it has to do a lot with uh, with how you see things and who you are and what you want in life. So, yeah. I might be still doing music. I might not just release it yeah. and just keep it for myself yeah. and listen. And then one day, 10 years later, just release everything. Maybe, yeah. Catch everybody off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Three albums in a row. <laughs> Imagine. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. At uswellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves. And now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest to goodness food without the junk. US Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. That would have been dope. That'd be legendary. I work a lot in the studio, though. I have almost three albums done if we talk about um, really? demos and songs. And why you don't know. you release them? I'm going to release gonna... one soon, you know, and it's going to be my sixth studio album. Wow. So I think it's going to be my best album yet, you know, according to um, how I feel when I listen to the mm. songs and stuff that I did, so... I hope that people are going to feel the same towards it as me and, you know, be as hyped as I am when I listen to them. 
Well, let's see. Let's see. It's going to be early 2023, I think. Maybe spring. Is the is the inspiration different now when you're writing music than when you were 20? Um, I think the inspiration is the same. It's just I treat some other topics that I haven't talked about when I was younger. Like what? Well, let's say um, like some social things that I wasn't concerned when I was 20 or mm. or less, you know. And um, I pay attention more to details in the songs and like to not using a lot of words that I used or that a lot of people use and, you know, bring something fresh and make it more meaningful. You know, that's what changed on me. But the inspiration is still the same. You know, I just feel maybe for the society, I have to speak about some topics that, you know, needs to be discussed. Right. You know what I mean? So that changed a bit on me, but nothing. nothing but do you think that's that. because you you now have a bigger platform that you feel responsible that you need to talk about things? Yes, that too. But it's also me like becoming more mature and mm. you know thinking about things widely and how can I impact to the people, to the kids, to everybody that listens right. to my music. How do you also separate you know kind of like the the business and the professional from the personal? And, and, you know, I feel like also, too, um, it's got to be hard being a public figure and being one of the biggest public figures of your country, you know, to, to have your, you know, private life also kind of sometimes interfere with your business and vice versa. Well, actually, yeah, I, I was never a guy who, like, uh, wanted that kind of attention, you know. Right. I wanted to keep that private because it's something that is meaningful to me, you know. And um, it's not as easy, to be honest, yeah. but I think um, what I'm happy about is that, like, even the media and everybody back home, you know, they realize a little bit my character and, you know, and my approach to them was really nice because I'm always there, you know, like, even whenever they want to know something, you know, I'm very approachable, you know, like, I'm very vulnerable to, like, be there for them and you know answer all the questions they have so i i'm very happy they respect this for me they don't want to like um go beyond my limits as i said right and you know they respect the side of me it means means a lot you know i'm i'm very calm about this part and you know they don't disturb me as much cuz i think you know when you want to make certain things and you want to use certain things at one time, you know, then they're not going to stop. Right. But I never did it. You know, I'm not, I'm never out there with my relationships. Right. I'm never out there with some people that I dated, you know. So they, they just, you know, respect that side because they know, you know, I don't like to touch it as much, you know. But so does it also like right. maybe sometimes like dissuade you? Like, and I don't know if one day you want to have a family and all that, but like, does it sometimes kind of dissuade you from like even wanting to, you know, do think like have a family because of the fact that you're a public profile and then there's all the attention that would be more on, on, you know, your new, newly created family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I have to, you know, talk about it at a certain time. You right. know? I don't want to hide my family. Right. You know what I mean, you know, they're going to be there hopefully in the near future. But as of for now, you know, uh, I don't want to spoil things. I don't want to rush things up, you know. 
Like I think that's the one of the most important parts mm. of a human being is like creating family and having an environment right. like that and you know especially Albanians. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. part of the culture. It's, it is it's so deeply rooted. Yep. Um, you know, like for you, I'm curious like what kind of what kind of father do you think you would be hypothetically speaking? I hope good. I don't well, know. I'm sure you will be good. Yeah, that's what a lot of people tell me. <laughs> no, I'm sure you would be. Yeah, I don't know. But the Albanian like fathers, to... like I've met a lot of them, they're very like, you know, especially with their sons or daughters, like very... Yeah, they strict a little bit and, you know. You think you would follow that? Uh, No, not so much. I think I'd have some, of you know, some things, you know, that I need to, you know, make it clear. But the thing is, if, uh, I think I learned from a lot of people around me, mm-hmm. and if you're like that, you know, if you want to stop things with force, you know, you're just gonna lead them in that. Right. So, I'm gonna have a, I think I'm gonna have a different approach. You know, I'm gonna let them find out, but guide them. You know, because it was part of the situation as well. Imagine like you come from Albania, you grow up in here with all these other people. You know, all these other. Uh, countries living in the same place, you know, like uh, population. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you want to um, keep the tradition. You want your your kids to like um, marry some other right. Albanian guys. It's, it's not just for us Albanians; it's for a lot of other, you know, countries. So, I think they did what they could best with what they had in right. their hands and what they knew, you know. So, but my approach would be much different. I would be more relaxed, you know, and just let them know what's what and let them do their own, you know. It's, right. it's their life. Yeah, They don't belong to me. They're my kids. They might right. be my kids, but they don't belong to me. They have their own thing. So, you know, I'm just going to be there to support and, you know, be close to them and do what I can. Right. Well, I think that's also like a pretty progressive approach in a way because I know like, yeah. and I love, I lo- like Albanians in general, I love them. They're just so entertaining for so many different reasons but they but what i i just respect in general is you know they have their culture and they love their culture and they want to make sure their kids respect their culture yeah so you know i think what you're describing is finding that fine line between you know making sure that they understand you know their roots and their heritage but also yeah. being able to live their life yes 100 percent. no i think life goes on you know like things move right and when i say things move i mean in different perspectives like even mentally even like uh perspectives how you see things and you know what you think of a certain thing certain topic and i think it's nice for now it's good to like find a good middle right and balance things you know because like being so old-fashioned is not the proper way i would say because as i said before like you can lead them to something you don't want to right because you're pressuring the other way too much you know you got to let them choose what they want to do because you know as i said you know like we're not properties to anything you know so that's the way to see it and you try to give them best values and teach them the best things according to experience and what you think you know and then let them live you know Mm -hmm. let them have their own experiences let them have their own heartbreaks their own you know, uh, they own opinion on things. That's it. Do you, you know, when you when you kind of think about legacy and stuff like this, 
how do you hope that from a musical standpoint people think of you as capo the artist what do you what do you hope your music kind of provokes um when people listen to it all around the world well a lot of things you know like i am an artist who likes to bring new stuff all the time you know and switch styles and you know talk, talk about a lot of things so i think comparing to what's on the table right now with the industry um a good example, you know, a good example to follow. I think I'm someone who um, pays a lot of attention of what you put out there and how they would consume it and what they what, what that product actually would do to them and how they can react to it. Mm. So I think there's a lot of things, a lot of ice-breaking things, moments, and a lot of milestones that I achieved in my, my career that they are, um, they've been done for the very first time in the industry, you know. They broke the ice, and then a lot of other artists start, started chasing that and doing those things. And maybe it's because I started very young and mm -hmm. the industry was growing, mm -hmm. and I was part of that. Imagine when I started doing music, there was no Spotify, no Instagram, yeah, no... It's crazy. It was, it was not even Bluetooth invented then. It was Jesus. infrared. <laughs> Imagine. It makes you sound old. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even old. Uh, yeah, because I started I very know, young. Know, That's crazy. The thing. So now it's all different, you know, it's 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 all different. And as I said, I like to balance things and you know I'm a bit with the old and a bit with the new and I think that's the balance that kept me at this position for a long time. And finally when you when you think about how obviously you're still young you still got lots of um health years ahead but how you hope that people remember you as capo the man what do you what do you hope it is i think they're gonna remember me as like a very hard-working man that brought quality music and um good to community you know I think definitely I'm like one of the legends to this, you know, back home. And, you know, I have I have my spot in the industry that nobody can take from me. And, you know, definitely there's a lot to like understand for my career that people didn't pay enough attention. Like but in the future when someone goes through things, you know, mm. they're going to find out even more things that they didn't. And... You know, they're going to find out a lot of other things that they didn't pay attention to them because everything is happening at once right now. You know, like everybody releasing music. It's too much to process for everybody, like with everything that's going on in the world and in, in the country and, you know. But, you know, when someone in the future will like open the books and start mm -hmm. reading them, I think I'm going to get what I deserve and, you know, I'm going to get my real position in, in the music industry. Beautiful. Well, uh, I want to thank you again for, for taking the time. Um, pleasure to, to have you on my show. And, uh, and I think that, you know, even from the way that our mutual friends talk about you and, and from what I can kind of gauge listening yeah. to you and then research and all that, I think that uh, the, the mark that you're leaving on your people um is real and um 
and I think that the way you carry yourself is resonates, you know, like they see you as first and foremost, this humble man, and then also an, an incredible artist as well. Um, but I, uh, I think that whatever it is, whenever you retire, whether it's next year in 20 years, I think, uh, you know, you've touched a lot of, a lot of people. Um, and, uh, and man, I'm just, I'm happy to, to have had you and, and to be able to share this moment with you. So thank you so much for taking the time, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me and thanks for all the good words, you know, I really hope that I'm going to keep doing good things and keep leaving good marks in, in, in people's lives and just enjoying these moments with everybody, you know, and just, you know, being grateful and thank God for all the goods that we have now mm -hmm. and try to enjoy each moment and, you know, like just be good in general. And um, I, I, I'm sure we have like plenty of other things to talk about. Mm -hmm. But this was just the first episode, exactly. so hopefully in the near future, well, we'll catch up again, or maybe you're gonna, because probably they invited you as well to come back home and visit Albania. I, I want to go with John because yeah. he gets and I think that's that's a yeah. perfect thing to do when yeah. just you know during the summer, maybe next summer, yeah. bring a camera with you and I know. We'll you do know something there. We'll do something there, and you get to see something different, and I you know. get to, to show your your people, you know who listen to your podcast, a lot of great things, right. you know, back in Albania in terms of like tourism, in terms of like culture, in terms of like food, in terms of like sports, mm -hmm. entertainment, yep. nightlife, music, everything, you know, that, that's a whole big, big industry, yeah. even though it's a small country, yeah. there's a whole lot of things happening in there. So, With desire too. Yeah. So you're invited from me as I well as, as, as a from them and you know, I'd love to have you as a guest and Amazing. whatever you, I can do, you know, I'm going to be there. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank um, you. Awesome. Thank and you. And much success in the future with, with the podcast. Thank you, man. Appreciate you.